Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. My mom said that people really enjoyed the car vlogs that I used to do and that I should get back to doing those again more often. And I thought, well, that's probably not a bad idea. Um, and so today is one of the going to be one of the nicest day weather-wise that we've had, at least here in Indiana, since the spring has begun. So I'm on my way to do a nice, long, seven or eight mile trail run to get some peace and clarity. Um, it's kind of my happy place. Uh, so that's what I'm on my way to do. But what I wanted to talk to you guys about, well, is two things. First thing is, is I released the blog and the video talking about how the stage is being set for the Mark of the Beast. The, the foundation is being laid for the Mark of the Beast. And sometimes I fail to emphasize enough on the hope side of things. Especially when I'm in a, when I'm in a mood about things. Um, I mean, it, it's, we know that the foundations and the stage is being built for that to, have, to come on the scene, right? That doesn't mean it's coming on the scene tomorrow, but it means that these kind of movements towards being to tracking people and social credit scores and things like that, it, uh, it, it, this is where it's going. We know it's where it's going because the Bible tells us that's the end game will be that you have to basically... Uh, align yourself with the beast, the beast and the beast system. Take on the mark um, in order to do commerce. It very clearly says in order to buy or sell. So we know that eventually that's where it's going. Um, the reason I kind of put out that blog post and that video is just kind of a red alert. Pay attention to this. This is a huge like stepping stone towards that, right? Like. This is like the biggest step I've seen towards that in my lifetime, in our generation. And so when they take huge steps like that, that means, you know, it, that means we're getting closer and closer and closer to that reality coming on the scene. The thing I want to continue to point out is that God's people are still here in droves. And, you know, sometimes it may not feel that way, but it, but it is the reality. God has a lot of people in the United States of America and around the world. You know, the prophet Elijah, one of his complaints was, I'm the only one left, you know, there's, I'm the only one left. And God's like, no, you're not. You're not the only one left. As a matter of fact, I've got a remnant of 7,000 people in the city, right? I'm paraphrasing. I haven't read the story in a while. Uh, but you get the idea. And so, the, and, and it's my belief that God's people through prayer, through our prayers and uh, the way we live our lives, that is what restrains evil. We restrain evil. And I honestly believe that if we continue to humble ourselves before God of repenting of our sins, turning from our wicked ways, loving our neighbor, this is the part that Christians in the United States seem to fail miserably at, including myself at times, is 
being loving our neighbor and praying for our enemies and loving our enemies and praying for those who persecute us you know like, you know in America we kind of have a that spirit of at times of and it's not necessarily a bad spirit of we're not going to be treaded on right I have that mentality I'm a competitive person so I have to consciously remember hey you're supposed to be praying for your enemies praying for those who persecute you praying for those who want to do evil to you my point is is that when we I think that we restrain evil through our love for our neighbors, our love for our enemies, our love for our fellow brother and sisters in the faith and how we live our lives and demonstrate that and through our prayers to God. And so I'm continuing to pray every morning that God would remove this pandemic, whatever it is, and that he would restrain the evil plans that these people have. And my friends, they've had these evil plans forever. They've just failed to be able to execute them. This is probably the closest they've gotten to being able to pull something off like this. And I'm still praying that they will be that they will fail. That they will fail in their attempts uh, to roll out some of these evil things. I'm praying for peace and joy and prosperity to come back to the nations. Look, the longer that God restrains evil through his people, the more people that can be brought into the kingdom. And that is what you're supposed to be about. That is what we're commissioned to do. To spread the good news. To share the good news of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, and the salvation that's found through him. This is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what we're supposed to be doing. So I wanted to make that point. Second point is, one of the big fears that's, uh, and I'll admit I have concerns about it, is that the food supply, because of all the meat processing plants being shut down, farmers are literally euthanizing their flocks. I mean, by the tens of thousands, euthanizing their uh, animals, because there's no restaurants open to buy the meat and the eggs and the fruits and the vegetables and they can't continue to bear the burden of feeding the animals that are supposed to have already went off to auction or went off to, to and been sold. There's, they can't have them processed, so farmers are having no choice but to euthanize, which means the food supply is shrinking massively, okay? This is just a fact. This is just reality. Food supply is shrinking uh, my recommendation is that you get really good at gardening this summer um, because it's going to take a while. Even if things get back opened on some reasonable level uh, by midsummer or by the summer or by the fall, it's going to take a long time to kind of catch back up. And so take some responsibility for yourself and learn to do a little gardening. Use some wisdom and intelligence, but here's what I want to point out, because the media is pushing this fear big time. Anytime the media is pushing something, I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not concerned. When the media is ignoring something, then I'm concerned, but the media is actually pushing the food supply shortage fear, which then leads to hoarding, which, is, which leads to more food supply uh, problems. I'll say this, I did go to the grocery yesterday and there was plenty of meat products 
on the shelves. Um, the thing that was kind of a shortage, which was a surprise to me, was uh, some of the leafy green stuff, which I buy, buy and eat a lot of personally. But what I want to remind you of is that Jesus t- talks to his people, talks to his disciples in the book of Matthew. And he said, hey, I'm going to have to paraphrase again because I don't have an open Bible in front of me. Uh, but in a nutshell, he says, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to clothe your body with. You know, don't worry about these things. And then he uses the sparrows as an example and points out the fact that they don't store in barns, right? They're not worried about the next day. Yet your father is feeding them and taking care of them or providing for them. And then he makes the point, are you not more valuable to God? Are you not more valuable to your heavenly father than birds? Don't be over-concerned about these things. Yes, use wisdom. Use intelligence. Make wise choices with your finances right now. Make wise choices. If you've got extra time because you can't go to work or you're working from home or and now you don't have a commute to worry about, use some of that time. Grow a garden. You know, do something uh, productive. But don't be in fear about these things. I, and I think that's my biggest thing that I want to say today. Yes, the stage is being set for some pretty awful stuff. But that doesn't mean they succeed tomorrow. Yes, there's some some definite things to be concerned about. You know, some people are concerned about the virus itself. Some people are concerned about food shortages. And these are all reasonable things to be concerned about. And I, too, am concerned about them, but not living in fear about them. Uh, because we're not supposed to be afraid, you know. Uh, there's a proverb and again, I'm going to have to paraphrase it, but I'll tell you it's Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, probably midway through the, through the chapter. And it talks about how don't be afraid when the fear comes. Don't be afraid when the fear comes, is what the King James Bible says. But the word fear kind of just means like uh, tr- trouble or destruction. Don't be afraid when this stuff comes, and don't be afraid when you see the desolation of the wicked, it says. It says, don't be afraid of these things. Like, when, when it seems like it's all coming down, and maybe it looks like God's judgment's coming down, don't be afraid. You know, if you're walking with God, you don't need to be afraid. Um, God will take care of His people. He'll take care of His own. So don't be afraid of these things that you see coming on the earth. So... Anyway, I hope that you feel lifted up a little bit this morning. Uh, my my message sometimes, even when I'm pushing this or, or you know, warning about some of the scary things, pushing some of the scarier topics. My goal is to never make you afraid. My goal is always to just warn you, say, hey, pay attention, uh, but remember who God is, and remember who the God is that you serve. And rather than be afraid, take shelter under his wings. That's what the Bible calls us to do. And pray. Pray against the evil. I know some people want to pray against the want, want fire and brimstone to rain from the sky. Jesus tells Jesus has two disciples who say that about the Samaritans. Should we rain down, should we call down fire 
you know, like Elijah did. And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you are of. I do not come to, to destroy men's lives, but to save them. So, there you go. Peace and grace be with all of you. Let me know if you want me to continue doing these on a more weekly basis. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. God bless.